0: You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, happy Sunday to you all. Welcome to the Helix Hour. We are live and uh, making a nice return to the channel, not to the show, but to the channel. Uh, we've had we have had my guest here on the show before on the EVH and Gear TV show, which was really cool. But making the first appearance on the Helix Hour, Jennifer Batten. Jennifer, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I, I've been home for a few weeks now, and I'm just settling into a new season and scattering into different... Uh, forms of creativity
2: that
0: is good and we're going to talk about what you've been doing here which has been astronomical i mean busy 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 uh for the past little bit but i'm really honored to have you back and little did i know that i'd be bringing you on to another show and i'm really excited about that i was gonna we we're gonna have you back you know this was happening anyways with evh we're gonna bring you on that show but something come about and we'll get into it later why you're on the show today but regardless of what show it's on i'm just happy to have you back
1: well thanks it's it's good to uh to be in virtual Canada for a minute. It is. Without the jump on a plane.
0: <laughs> That's right. And it's not too bad here. I have to say, today, as uh, you could go outside with a light jacket today, beautiful fall colors are all over the place, uh, which also means I've got a lot of leaf raking to do soon, and Junior has to help me with that. But it's you'd probably love it up here today. It's a beautiful day.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll pass on Air Canada for a minute.
0: <laughs> no, no problem. You can live virtually, like you say, and I'll send you some pictures, and you can just live through that. Yeah. But you just got back from an incredible European tour, and I'm wondering if you just kind of tell us a little bit about that, and i got to ask you a question about it as you uh, tell us as well.
1: Actually, the last thing I did was South America. I was down there for uh, about 10 days in four or five countries, Brazil, Paraguay. Before that, I was in, boy, I can't even tell you what I did this year. I'm just <laughs> constantly on a plane. I was in Europe at least twice, three times, I think, this year. One... One of the last ones was for a guitar festival in Switzerland. That was really fun. Tons of guitar players, as you might imagine.
0: <laughs> that is very cool. And I, I th- this is one of those things where I didn't know if I was dreaming this one day, and I'm hoping this is a reality because I've already talked about it once in one of my live streams. I was telling, telling people that you're coming back on the show, and you just had this really cool tour. And it's one of those things, you know, you sometimes have these dreams. Is this real or, or is it not? And you had posted a picture, And I love the pictures you're posting as well, too. You're always taking these selfies from way up in the air and all you see is the top of your hair, which is is hilarious. But one of the stops, did you not have Jimi Hendrix's Marshall head?
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of his original heads. In fact, the guy that owns that uh, Swiss guitar player, I, I can't remember his name right now, but I filmed him talking about the whole thing, how he acquired it and all this really interesting stuff. Um, and I, I as soon as I got home, I went into another project. So I have not made a tour video vlog yet about that. But I, I will add it. I, I think I did a little clip on Facebook. But it's he talks about it for a, a good 5, 10 minutes. It's really interesting.
0: Just share a little piece of it with us. Tell, tell us how, uh, I don't want to spoil it, and I'm just going to set it up about some of the rips on the Tolex. Toile- tell the people where that came from.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. From from Jimmy taking the the guitar neck and making rude noises with his neck against it, so you can see the the string marks, and it, it broke open the Tolex. That's, into the- a, that's
0: awesome. No, you you yeah. actually played it that night, right?
1: I I didn't play that. Oh. I d- I kind of didn't want to touch it. Uh, I I don't know if the guy uh, lets people play through it. I oh. just did. I just. <laughs> yeah. You can have it. I'll stick with my uh, blue guitar amp one.
0: I've never in my lifetime had the opportunity to, you know, have like, let's say Eddie Van Halen's amplifier in front of me or any famous real guitar player's amplifier that's legendary like that. You know, something maybe from The Who or Jimi Hendrix, as we were talking about here. Did this kind of feel cool? I just want to kind of live through you for a moment. Did it feel cool just being around it?
1: Yeah. I mean, what a slice of history. There, there's only a finite number of Marshalls and strats that he had, is, as well as his gear. So to run into somebody that has it, it's, it's like a, a museum that yeah. I visited.
0: That That's fantastic. I can't wait. We'll watch your website throughout. Uh, we're going to be posting your links uh, throughout the uh, the program here as well, too. But we'll watch your website when you update that. We'll look forward to seeing some of this uh, vlog that you're going to do. It's going to be great. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, there, there's a lot to it. You know, I, I started doing that a couple of years ago, because I take so many pictures that, you know, once your uh once your tour is done, you got a, a phone full of pictures and then the phone fills up, you gotta put it on a hard drive and you'll never see it again. I know. You know, so I thought the only way to really capture these memories is is to put it on YouTube as, as a video. This is what happened.
0: I agree. And talking with one of my good friends here, he's probably going to be in the chat here somewhat throughout the program too, a Canadian buddy of mine, Carlos Santon. He's a photographer and I've been talking about this a lot. You know, it's kind of sad. We These days, you know, I know you and I are very close in age. We go back to our, day, you know, our childhood, you know, our parents always had these photo albums, you know, millions of photo albums, like literally dozens of them. And nowadays, all we do for the most part is we fill up our computers and our phones and with these pictures and a lot of them will never see the light of day i really yeah. think we need to get back into that mindset you know it sounds crazy but printing off these photos developing them because they're not gonna see the light of day and video is a great way to do it because you're capturing the moment and youtube yeah. becomes almost like a repository for two things one to show it off and number two to save them but i really do think we need to bring some of our photos to life that we just store on our drives
1: yeah yeah it's you know when you're hitting a different country every day or a different city every day it's I come home, and it's such a blur. In, in fact, when I wake up, usually the first day I'm home, I don't know where I am. That's I right. always know where I am on the road, but I wake up and go, where am I? What am I supposed to do today? Ah, I'm supposed to sleep in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've got all, all of the, the vlogs are on my YouTube channel.
0: And, yeah, you're doing a great job with that as well, too. We're going to talk about that channel as well throughout the evening. Let's go over and uh, say hi to a bunch of people real fast over in the chat. We've got a bunch of people watching. Uh, we've got Terry GGNG here. Jason Morris is here. Rookie Meese. Scott Connor, Scott Roos. Frank Rashad from Line 6. I'm not sure if you've spoke with him yet. Maybe in some of your travels you may have, but he's uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, the great guys at uh, Team Line 6. Scott Roos I mentioned. Uh, let me see here. Jason Morris. Old Metal Dude is here. Carl Santon. Yes, indeed. I did say his name, and he is here. It's one of those things. You say a name, and he appears. Eddie Van Halen. Oh, it didn't work. I'm sorry. All right. I tried. <laughs> I, yeah, Keith Richards, everybody yet. Um, uh, Jenny Lee Murray is here. Uh, this is going to be another great one. I've just uh, put my guitar down as I realized the time. Will Dunham is here. JD Gonzalez. Um, Al- Alice Saz. I'm sorry if I can't pronounce that right. Uh, Scott Roos. Andrew Holcraft. Uh, let me see here. Um, Alec Bourne. Poo EJ's guitar is Nolson. Nocturnal Butterfly. My Beautiful Better Half. Let me see here. Um, see if I miss anybody else zealous. Hello from Je- saying hi, Jennifer from Venezuela. Uh, ah. Nice. Uh, stainless steel. Too much talk. Yeah, stainless steel. You always say that, but you're tuning into the wrong show. Then this is a talk show. Sorry to disappoint you. Um, yeah, we have to do subtitles for uh, stainless steel. He doesn't like talking. So we can do you know signals and stuff like that. Well, Dunham, I proudly use neck illusions. Hey, let's talk about that for a quick second. That wasn't something that I had on the uh, itinerary for today, but um, you endorse um, uh, neck illusions. A friend of mine, Jeff Humphreys, he's endorsing them. Yeah, let's have a
2: look.
1: Yeah, I, I just changed it out. These, for people that don't know, they're stickers that you put on your on your frets, and you can do custom designs. I've got half a dozen designs. With them at fredillusions.com com and Steve Vai has half a dozen that he actually drew. I just send them composites of things that would be cool, and uh, they have great artists that put them together. But I, I'm really into the whole steampunk thing, so this is this is one of my favorites.
0: That's it's, awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a cool way to decorate your guitar that doesn't cost two thousand dollars.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, I've um. I I myself have never played them yet and I'm going to I've got one guitar you can actually see it oh you can't see it it's just off camera it's a Kramer um, it's a Kramer Assault where it has it's a maple neck on it which is um, and it's a Les Paul style which kind of looks different for a Kramer style but it's got no fret dots on it either and I get lost on a guitar without fret dots I'll be the first one to admit it and I think it's screaming for a neck illusion but having never played them what does it feel like does it feel like you're playing on vinyl stickers or do you not know it
1: I, I don't notice any difference at all. Really? And I was very concerned about the dots, too, because I rely on dots. <laughs> you know, paint by dots, play by dots. Um, so I made sure that there's, there's dots or, or some kind of marker that makes it super obvious. You know, some clubs or venues, when it's super dark, it, it can be a little disorienting. And um, I, I was really nervous at first taking these out, but uh, it hasn't been a problem.
0: That's fantastic. If I
1: play the wrong note, is because I'm playing a wrong note, not yeah. because
0: of <laughs> and durability don't see any peeling whatsoever?
1: No. No. They it's amazing. If if you, you misplace it, you can take it off two, three, four times and replace it. And it, there's there's no damage. It's it's an amazing material. I have no idea how they did it, but they did it.
0: Well, they, that's great. Um, I've been meaning to try them out for the longest time, so I think I'll look into that for sure as well too. And I saw I've saw yours. I've seen the Steve Vai ones and things like that. So a good way, like you say, to customize your guitar without thousands of dollars of you know pain, painstaking inlays.
1: Yeah, I, I could see you doing a bunch of red and black designs. <laughs> for
0: <laughs> I, I like the steampunk thing though. Yeah, like you're like I know that you're into that a lot. Junior's into that here as well too. So we'll uh, we'll experiment, experiment maybe with some steampunk stuff too. I think that's cool. I'll send you one. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank sure. you. That'd be awesome. Thank you very much. Well, let's let's jump. Before we get into what brought you here today, we're going to have a really fun uh, Line 6 discussion. And I never thought you and I would be would be having this conversation, but I'm thrilled that we are. So it's very, very cool. But let's talk about the tour a little bit. Um, for those of you that may be out there that are viewing right now that have not had the opportunity to see you, maybe they might not even get a chance to see you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the tour, what you do and you do a lot of visuals like what you do, you produce and edit and, you know, create yourselves. Can you paint a picture of what your tour is like and, and what they can expect from a live show?
1: You know, I, I do a lot of different things when I tour. Um, uh, I, anything from playing from tribute bands, I've done Michael Jackson tribute bands. I did Pink Floyd tribute in, in Italy. Um, I do my solo show, which is a multimedia show, uh, clinics, workshops, you name it. Um, my solo show, I started about 10 years ago, because after I, basically after I played with Michael Jackson and Jeff Begg, I thought, well, that's the bucket list, and I'm still alive, so what's next? And I thought, well, I'd, it's time to put my own music out there. You know, I had, um, I was coming up on my third CD at the time, and I thought, okay, now it's, it's time to do my own music. Then I started visualizing what it would be like to be on the road. I didn't know how many people would come to the club, and I know you can lose a lot of money really quickly on the road if if you're not getting enough paying tickets. So I thought there's gotta be a way for my first solo tour to do it alone. And I don't sing, Uh, you know, I'm not like Adrian Legg where I have a bunch of acoustic tunes. And I had played with tracks for years doing clinics, But I thought, it's not enough for a show to play with tracks. There's got to be a lot more entertainment value. So I came up with the idea of making films and playing in sync with the films. And I didn't make films, so I I put out the word to film schools and Google ads and on and on to try to get people to, to make films for me. And I was paying some cash, and a lot of people took MP3s to work with, and a lot of people didn't come up with anything. So after... God, I think at least a year I had four films, which makes for a very short show. Sure. <laughs> it was actually a Canadian, uh, Ed Octobienski. It was the first film that came through, and he had some, some stuff from old movies and TV shows and I thought, well, this is a really cool film, but I don't want to get sued. right. That's where I learned because I wanted to resell it and I have a DVD with, with films on it as well. And I thought, um, well, that's when he told me about Mm archive.org, which is an amazing site with bazillions of films, radio shows, old books, on and on and on. And as long as it says public domain, you're free to take it, cut it up, and make it into what you want. So a lot of my early films are black and white because they're free. (laughs) You know, cutting up Shirley Temple or monster movies and you know, the the cheesier, the better for some of this stuff. When you see the strings behind the monsters, it's yeah. really fun stuff. Um, and as I got better, the Internet offered more stuff uh, so you can get subscriptions to really great footage and animation and stills that are way better than photos I could ever take. And everything I do is in sync with the film. And it's it's kind of funny because consistently over the years, people have said, God, it's amazing how when the music changes, the picture changes, which is one of the easiest things you could do. And I started out in iMovie. Now I'm doing Final Cut. Nice. But, um, you know, it's it's great. if You get a simple trick that can impress people. So, you know, I can stand up there alone, and you're not watching just my fingers for 90 minutes. There's a whole lot of content going on. And I, I've been able to make a living out of it, flying around the world. I don't have to schedule anybody but me. My um, carry-on, I have two projectors, two laptops, because you gotta have a backup. And soon I will have my HX Stomp in there as well.
0: That's fantastic, and I, and I also subscribe to some of these stock libraries as well, too. It's all about keeping production time down to a minimum, uh, especially in a, in a case like that. You know, you're making money at it, I make money at it. Um, you know, you have to keep that production time down. The, the quicker you can get the stuff out, but still remain uh, quality control is great. And I know what you're talking about with the, uh, anything that's uh, in the creative commons, as long as there's creative commons out there, you're free to use it, free to, re- to redistribute it and things like that, so that's fantastic. But we're gonna talk about you just a moment ago, you mentioned too about, you just mentioned Michael Jackson. And before we talk about STOMP being kind of the product topic of the day, I'd like you to kind of share with us how you've kind of come full circle You've been in the industry so long that you've been through, and you're still using MIDI in some cases, like uh, some MIDI things, but, you know, if MIDI was a big thing back in the day. Then we got into racks, and when you were with Michael Jackson, you had pretty much almost a truck delivering your rig alone, you know, in a refrigerator-sized rack like all the pros had back in the day, and some still do, and then going to your current rig. Not We're not even talking about Stomp yet, but kind of share with us how you went full circle from that you know the world. Uh, you know at your at your disposal as far as whatever you needed and wanted. People throwing stuff at your gear wise to traveling with a suitcase. And I kind of played with the idea today, saying that you know if it doesn't fit in your suitcase, you don't use it. So I'll share with us how you would change from rack rig to where you are today.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um when I first started playing live, like anybody else, I had a, a few pedals and an amp, and that was it. But when I got the Michael Jackson gig, they said. Um, so you can get anything that you want for the tour, and you don't have to pay for it till the end. And at the end, it was used, so I didn't have to pay full price. It was crazy, a kid in a candy store. But back then, it was before multi effects. So each rack did one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, one rack for reverb, another for delay, another for chorus. Uh, I still had a couple pedals, like a envelope filter, for the way you make me feel. Certain things, you you got to have that sound. And it was just a ridiculous amount of stuff, because I had two Boogie Mark 3s, one set for clean, one set for dirty. Um, You know, instead of having a channel switcher, it's just two separate amps, and a Strategy 400 power amp, and the thing took three guys to lift. It was ridiculous. And after the Bad Tour was over, that was a year and a half tour, um, I thought, okay, how am I going to do local gigs and all this crap myself? And I cut it down into two racks. I got a Tommy lift on the back of my Datsun truck or w- whatever I had and still I needed a chiropractor because it was still so bulky and ridiculous. And um, thank God technology has moved a hell of a long way since then into multi-effects. I uh, I started with Digitech uh, 1989 after the the bad tour. And, well, year after year after year have, have gone from different advancements with them. In the last few years I've been using their RP-1000, um, which I loved, but 12 pounds in a suitcase, plus cables, plus a I had a volume pedal, because I used the onboard expression pedal for different effects. And I, the amount of money I've paid for excess luggage charges over the years could have probably bought me another house. Wow. It, It's just insane um so i've been dreaming of something that would replace it for years and especially the last three years because uh once thomas blue came up with the the blue guitar amp one that's a less than three pound 100 watt four channel midi capable amplifier that i put in my carry-on along with the the laptops um the the digitac did not have midi so when I wanted to switch amp channels, I got to step on the amp and then step on the Digitech preset. And a lot of times it was just too much tap dancing. So to get the clean sound, I would just roll off my volume, okay. which was not ideal. But that's all I could do. Some, sometimes, because of timing, I got to instantly switch when I go to a certain part of a song. And so I've been, I've been buying everything everything that comes out and is new I go okay well maybe this can replace it and I get it and I'm back that's off on reverb or eBay yeah <laughs> one after another for the last three years and I uh, a couple months ago I got the HX effects was, it was very promising uh, five pounds and I, I was starting to dig into that and and then the then boss came out with the GT1000
2: mm-hmm.
1: which would be the exact same amount of weight, but everything's included. Because with the HX effects, I would have to add an expression pedal, volume pedal, so that's two more pounds, that's seven pounds, and then a MIDI switcher, which I'm I'm using the soft step, which is only one pound. And they teased me. Boy, Matt Matt sent me an email to sign an NDA about a new thing coming out, and I thought, God, well you just came out with the HX effects, I couldn't (laughs) imagine. Nothing in my imagination was coming out with what they were up to. And he actually I, – I was very teased because he never actually told me what it was. Okay. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden I get the Line 6 email and I go, oh, shit, it's there. there Bingo! it is. It's, it's everything I've been dreaming about for years and years and years. Because, man, I would do a tour, haul my stuff around. I, I'd say people always are glad to see me leave because <laughs> – They've carried my luggage, <laughs> and it's uh, so 1.7 pounds, it's, it's got all the effects of the Helix, plus, um, plus the models, which is important because whether I use the models or not, if the amp breaks down, all of a sudden, it's no problem. I just switch into presets that that have the, the models, so oh, it's just incredible.
0: You must have been very uh, surprised, and that, that's hilarious, because that's the thing, too. I, I jumped into HX Effects and thinking this is, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know, for the guys and girls that want to. Maybe they like their amps, whatever, like in your case, you're using uh, the Guitar One, um, and but they want to have different effects. It works good for them. Some people are still on that fence where they don't want to replace their full amps. They love their amps. So that was a great unit. Now, coming out with a stomp absolutely phenomenal and we can take a million amplifiers with us you know all your favorite from your fenders to your dumbbells to your diesels to your Marshalls and anything you can think of and you've got them right there and all within a very very small footprint and that's i always joke about this but even the other night on friday i had your uh, classmate steve lynch on the show uh, from git yeah we said i would say hi to you as well too and and i was telling him you were coming on the show and I was saying, you know, she, Jennifer has this thing where if it doesn't fit in her suitcase, she's not going to use it. And he's like, he had me repeat it because he didn't hear what he he thought I was talking about him. He goes, well, I'm the same way. If it doesn't fit in my in my you know carry on whatever, he carries two guitars and a small bag of tricks. Uh, right now, he's using um, uh, ISP. Uh, one of the things I think that um, Michael Sweet's using from um, from Striper, um, but, you know, as another processor. But he's like, oh, I'm intrigued. And I showed him stomp as well, just on the screen. I didn't tell him, you know, I didn't really go into detail because it wasn't the opportunity at the time. But he's like, wow, that was really, really cool. And yeah. he couldn't believe the size of it. I showed him with my hand. Oh, actually, I got it. You got one. I got one sitting here in my hand. So tiny, you know. He's like, oh, man. And he's the same way. He's always trying to find the next thing because yeah. everybody's coming out with something awesome, but we're each each time a version of something comes out, the competition's learning from the next, and we're getting better because of competition. You know, you've got so many competitors out there right now doing it. Boss, as you mentioned, you know, we've got uh, Headrush and you've got Kemper. Everybody doing something, and that's making it better for the next. The next. Sure. You know, I, I really think we're in a good place when it comes to modeling today.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting, and I, I'll tell you, uh, I was in Germany when one of the first Kempers came out, and there was first a buzz about it and I had no interest in even plugging in because of the bulky size of it, and it weighed the same as the Digitech or more and didn't have effects. Now it has effects, but it's not gonna be as many effects because I I like to use a lot. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing an instrumental show, I want the audience to hear texture changes all the time. I don't want just the chorus and reverb and delay and that's it. I want to have all of it. So. I, I've never, still never, plugged into a Kemper. Yeah, it, you know, if they get it down to this size, maybe, <laughs> but but they gotta have all the effects.
0: That's right. And I, I know a lot of people that are using Kemper, which I, I do hear phenomenal things about them. There's some people out there doing some wonderful things. Um, uh, Mark Kendall from Great White, another guest and friend here on the show. He's using one exclusively now and loves it. I've just been intimidated by it. I've just been, it's, it, it does intimidate me, and I don't want a piece of gear that intimidates me. I'm sorry, it, it could be wonderful, and it's, sure it is, but I want something I can jump into right away. And when creativity hits you, I don't want to be going through parameters and things like that. I'd like to be able to just play. But I, I do think that's something that they've done really, really well with Helix. I'm not saying it's better than anything else out there. I like it. It's my favorite. It's my personal pr- uh, preference. But the user interface, it's so inviting. You know, it's yeah. so easy to put a, uh, like, I've said this before, and you tell me if you agree with this, you can paint by picture without even using your ears. You might you could be powered up on a plane if you were able to do it, you know, um, with an AC adapter and having your stomp or whatever, and put in a, a phaser block, a chorus block, an amp block, and when you know you get to your gig, you could tweak it a couple minutes and you'd
1: have your sound. Yeah, some of the companies, I tell you, I buy everything mm-hmm. and then get rid of it promptly. Um, some of the companies don't get that. And I, and I always think when I buy electronics and it's, you know, you start to, your hair starts to smolder as you're going through the manual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think of Steve Jobs. He already laid it out for us. It needs to be simple. You need to just get in there and and do it. So the companies that don't do that, they're I don't know if they even realize they're losing customers. Because uh, even if you get that sale, it, it it'll probably end up on eBay with all my old crap.
0: That's right. Well, here's a perfect example. I had a YouTube comment today. Someone was asking me. It was um, he he wanted to buy one of two delay pedals, and and I won't mention the brands for now. We'll just, we'll keep the brands anonymous. They're both phenomenal, and one is more of a higher level price point. I wouldn't say high level brand, and the other one is a really recognized brand. And what would you buy between these two? and the one people tend to gravitate for because it's kind of like the higher price and they like it because it's really really awesome and the other one is is another household name but I said I would go with the second one, it's a little cheaper and the reason why I recommend it is because the user interface is inviting and you need that, you need an inviting user interface. It makes a world of difference.
1: With anything, even a washer and dryer, I buy the bottom of the line so I don't have to read a manual. I just want to throw my clothes in and be done with it. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And that's the thing, too. We always make fun of this, too, with any of the Helix products. They come with a phenomenal cheat sheet that the team puts a lot of time into, and we all take these big pieces of cardboard, and one comes with stomp as well, too, and you put it aside, and then you're like, like Eric Klein at Line 6 will say, read the cheat sheet. It's so invaluable what you learn from it. Everything you need is right there without even having to open your manual yeah yeah very yeah, it's, very it's simplified
1: very and also having so many presets to check out because there's there's some companies uh, i'll tell you I, I bought fractal things twice mm-hmm. a few years apart i thought okay the research and development has come a long way in a couple of years and i i get rid of them immediately i just go through everything they got and they don't put effort into showing off their effects it, like that's one thing i loved about digitech It had like 100 presets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just through bam, 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 the things that are useful, I'd write them down and then go back and maybe tweak them a little bit, put in a, <clears throat> a whammy pedal for whatever I'm using. Um, the I, I think for some companies, the thought is, well, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what effects you want. Well,
0: Not everybody you does.
1: That's right. There might be an effect that I never used before, that if you put in the time to make it sound great, then that's my new thing.
0: Exactly. And where they really uh, really excelled this time around, like the Line 6 team will even tell you, like even with their presets, they have a lot of great presets in there. And some of them, they're awesome. But some of them aren't the best. And they'll be the first ones to tell you they're not the best. They just want to give you a, a starting point so you can take it from there. But they really hit a home run with Stomp. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. And maybe you've had a chance to experiment with this. But they um, they commissioned two of uh, two people that I'm friends with and, and I respect greatly in the Line Six community, uh, Jason Sedate's fellow Canadian here, a really good friend of mine, and Glenn Delon, who also writes a lot of presets for all of the people like uh, Kemper, um, Line Six, Boss. Like he has presets you can buy for everybody, and they're, they're very well respected gentlemen. And they they have ten presets from each one of those. So you probably if you haven't noticed this, you'll see G D at the end of several presets, which means Glenn Delon, and then J S, which stands for Jason Sedate's. Phenomenal um, presets, and and we talk about you're talking about one uh, person that likes layers and atmospheric things. Glenn Delon's especially that very first preset, he's got these like four delays going on, and you can just okay. you're like in heaven with this atmosphere tone you get from this box.
1: Mm. You know, that, that reminds me a, a couple NAM shows ago, the uh, Eventide H9 came mm. out, and I that that was one dream. I was thinking, wow, if I get two of these and put one before the preamp and one between the preamp and power amp, I'm good. I thought, man, once I got into it, it was so limited. I was like, oh, ah, my, my dreams are dashed on the rocks one more time.
0: <laughs> I hear you. Here, here's a little a trick I'll show you. It seems like you like uh, the H9 so much. A little technique I do. I know in a lot of cases you're probably not playing stereo when you're live, and mono probably. Is oh. that correct?
1: I'm not, but I'm not I'm now considering it when I'm playing local because the amps are so small, mm-hmm. it's no big deal to take another three-pound amp and set it up. Um, and I, I've got the, the blue guitar speakers as well. I've got the Nano, the tiny one, and mm-hmm. then the, the Beef here one, uh, which I'm using to A-B, d- trying to, um, try to match some of my Digitech sounds with the, the Stomp.
0: Well, one of the things you could try is probably something you even did back in the days with uh, Michael Jackson, but I mean, it was the, it was a talk of the town back in that day, you know, Eddie Van Halen, Steve Lukather, um, obviously I, all, all of you guys being associated with Michael Jackson, but the pitch detune, instead of, instead of using a chorus effect, if you do get the chance to go stereo, use mm. in, in stomp or, or a Helix product, you put in a pitch detune. And you don't change the pitch, but you're just changing the sense. In a lot of cases, so on the left side, you might go maybe anywhere between minus 6 to minus 10 cents, uh, And then on the right side, do the positive effect of that, plus 6, plus 10. And you're just your spectrum just opens up so wide. It sounds beautiful. And then, you, of course, you can bring in your mix. You don't want it to be like so in your face. But just to the point where when you turn it off, it's like, where'd that sound go? Then you got a good sweet spot.
1: Oh, that's a good tip.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, I I do it to death, and you can on the, on that preset that I sent you for um for beat it, I could easily add that, and you could have you could turn that on or off. You could have a vintage Van Halen tone, and you could have pound cake balance. You know that yeah. kind of uh you know that kind of tone even with one mm. effect. Yeah, mm. very versatile.
2: Um, you
1: know, one one thing I miss about not going stereo um, is the the ping pong delay. Yes, I love that going back and forth kind of thing.
0: Yeah. But it since re- I got
1: to amp one, I just went mono because that's all I can carry, really.
0: At home, though, maybe for writing, it's a beautiful experience. Yeah, like the the perfect example is that first preset by Glenn Delon on, on the stomp. I don't even know the number, but it'll be the very first one he does. It says GD. I don't think it's silk and it's something else, but you play that and it's a it's a sweeping delay too, so the delay doesn't even come in right away. You'll start picking and then it, it comes in with a sweep attack back and forth, okay. oh man, like, it literally puts you in heaven, and it'll make you write something just because of that patch.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds like a similar Digitech one called Swell that I've been using for years, and I did write uh, a song called In the Aftermath just because I was in that yoga zone with Inspiring. the sound.
0: Yeah, isn't that cool how a, a tone, uh, it can just it really take you in a direction?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's why I find it very, very inspiring for people. Sometimes people, you know, some some guitarists out there are really hard on themselves. I'm in a rut. I'm not going anywhere. What can I do? And I'm not saying a new piece of gear is going to make you a better guitar player, but it might open up something. It might open a, a door that's been locked in your mind for a while, and all oh, yeah. of a sudden, wow, what do I got here?
1: Oh, that that's our cat fight. You know, I was <laughs> just messing with the... Uh, where have we got? The whammy pedal up an octave, and just, I don't know if you
2: can
1: hear (laughs) it. Just just like a cat in heat outside your window in the summer. So the whole song popped out of that, just from that sound. And um, I tell you, now that you've turned me on to Glenn, (laughs) uh, the one bane of my existence is uh, Digitech has a a sound called dur Ya. It's like a talker. You open the filter with your foot. And nobody has done that since, and it drives me nuts. And I've bought every little talker thing out there um, in in every company. I I was actually very excited when Line 6 came up with the, the format thing where you can choose the vowel that starts and ends. And I thought, oh man, that's the next revolution. But you got to be able to use the expression pedal mm-hmm. to to mold it, you know, cuz it's taking the place of a voice or a talk box. So the, no. it's so throaty with Digitech. So that's that's on my wish list for um for the for the uh, stomp. Yep. Some of the stuff like the ring modulator is far superior in the stomp. In the Digitech, there's there's always a whistle with it, and okay. it's just kind of nasty, dirty. I, I find it inspiring with the stomp.
0: Now, I've never so, used a ring modular. How would, how would you uh, put it to its best uh, use?
1: You know, um, let's see. Um, I, I do a, an instrumental of teen spirit. Okay. So, i um, like the melody, I'll use the the talker. Oh, come
2: on.
1: I like to get that open D, so it's extra nasty. Uh, and then uh,
2: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm using the, the envelope filter. And then I, in the expression pedal, I can step down and add the ring modulator just for that. Because it's extra nasty. Or even in the, the chorus. So just that last note, I kick in the the ring modulator. Jeff Beck uses that. He uses very few effects, but he'll add that for just, it's about as nasty as you can go with guitar sounds.
0: Yeah. Well, fans in the chat are, they've been begging for you to play. So I think we're, now that you're just slowly getting warmed up here a little bit, why don't you just take us through some fun things that, uh, you know, this kind of puts you in the zone and I'm going to keep the camera on you and just take us away for a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Solo time.
0: You're on the spot now
1: yeah I guess <laughs> God. every time, I have this problem like every time I take my foot off the volume it, it it decreases the volume a little if I'm in the wrong position, because I'm used to standing yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to get the the guitar in the <laughs> in the picture. There you go. I hate that when I do Skype uh, Skype students and I can't see their fingers. I go, bring the camera down. That's I don't right. Need yeah. To see the top of your head. That's right.
2: <clears throat>
1: I use the the whammy pedal set to go down a whole step a lot. I'll tell you this I won't dog other companies but one of the things that I bought and sold the whammy pedal just having it engaged degraded the sound so much it was absolutely unusable to the point where I made them a video uh, a being the digitech to to their sound and like it dropped 4db and there's all this hiss and noise and I sincerely sent it to them, saying you know this is some things you have to get together, and I think they took offense. So, oh, no. that's
2: too bad. <laughs>
0: That sounds that's sassy, man. I love it.
1: Well, thank you.
0: <laughs> very good how, how do you how do you plan in the future like said, so now you're you're new to stop. how do you plan on integrating it into your rig? I'm curious where that fits into the whole puzzle for you.
1: Uh, four cable method. okay, that's how I've been doing it. in fact my my next thing I want to do later today is go through a lot of the presets that don't have the four cable method and add the effects loop in there to to see the demos of what they have. Um, well, let me see if I can show you exactly what's going on okay. here. <laughs> um, so I have the the Blue Guitar Amp 1 and the Stomp right next to it. And then this is a soft step MIDI switcher that only weighs one pound, and they advertise you can spill beer on it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool.
1: <laughs> and, and then I got uh, two of the Line 6 expression pedals, and one one will always be for volume um, I always need to be able to uh, adjust on the fly whether it's playing with tracks or if the drummer starts getting loud I want to be able to get loud with them mm-hmm. um, and the other one a lot of times in my solo sound I'll ha- like almost always I'll have the option of using the expression pedal to bend notes down a whole step sometimes up an octave but that's Uh, kind of a specialty thing. But I I always like to be able to slide and and just get that I I suck at slide guitar. Okay. Basically. So being able to do it with my foot is really important. Uh, Did it again. Plus it gives you a, a low D. Uh, you can take the whole guitar down and uh, you know there's only certain natural harmonics you can get on the guitar like uh, now you take the whole guitar down a whole step whoops that was that was down <laughs> <laughs> what are my feet doing so you have more options of natural harmonics to play melodies with or improvise with, and you can still bend when you're tapping. So that sounds great. Well, it's, it's the, it's my foot. <laughs> it's not me. It's my foot.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to move your camera here. Just a tiny bit. There we go. I think I got you. That's good. But one second, just a little bit of adjustment here. There we yeah. go. That that's really cool. Um, Okay, before you stop playing for the day can you show us and you might have to maybe have too much delay or something like that can you show us a couple of your two hand tapping things that you would? That kind of is your signature sound like that was the whole focus having Steve on the show on Friday he was showing us some of his two hands tapping stuff and people really enjoyed it something that you just might think that uh, fans could be inspired by and try to learn some of that technique yeah here's
1: one um, I'll take a like an A minor pentatonic scale okay <laughs> Now I'm going to skip strings, so I'm going to go from the E string to D string to B string, and uh, I'll take the missing notes and put them in the right hand. So uh, I'm trying to
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because I'm trying to get a camera angle so you can see the fingers. Sure so you can you can get extra speed this is way faster than i could pick probably
2: Beautiful.
1: um or i'll skip strings like going to ed again but go to the 12th fret with the right hand Because all the notes of the right hand fit in the key of A minor. I, I usually think of the key being in the left hand.
0: Okay. St- Steve shared something with us, and tell, me, tell us if you agree with this. Um, he was doing doing some examples like where he says it's important to get each one of those fingers strong. And as as guitar players, a lot of times we have our favorite fingers on our hand, and our pinky tends to get our fret hand gets a little neglected. So you know, if you're doing big stretches, you got to get that pinky working in. But for the two-hand tapping, you got to think of the second hand now as being as important as the fret hand. So do a certain, maybe a two-note-per-string tap with the first finger, go across the neck, repeat that with the second finger. So would you agree getting that your, uh, your tapping hand just as strong as your fretting hand?
1: Sure. Yeah, and for probably the first couple of years of tapping, I only used the three fingers of the right hand. And then I set out specifically to get the pinky working. And I would just do arpeggios you
2: know back and forth
1: and you do that enough and it's this will ache for a hot minute until it gets stronger in fact I went through the, the real book and I would grab jazz tunes and do arpeggios like Girl from Eponema or something and then when the chord changed I'm doing arpeggio the, the closest notes to what I just had to, to match the new chord So, yeah, and one one thing you can do while you're watching TV, you know, as a picking study, just with the left hand, just one, two, three, four. You can do the same thing with the right hand, like one to one. Across like that. And then you can do any combination of. One, two, three, four, one, three, two, four, one, four, two, three. There's like 24 combinations of the four fingers.
0: I like the way you say doing it while watching TV, too, because when you're not thinking about it, it's not necessarily work and necessarily um, uh, regret that you're practicing. But eventually you're like, holy cow, I'm doing this. I didn't even realize I was practicing it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not not musical.
0: Yeah, certainly not.
1: Yeah, it all it is is muscle memory and getting the thing stronger. So why not watch TV?
0: That's right. And you you never know when that muscle memory is going to save your ass. You know, you're up on a gig somewhere and you're you're not using your gear. Everything is out of your comfort zone and you got to be you and muscle memory will save your butt.
1: I tell you what, that just triggered a memory of at least 3 times this year I flew to a gig and my guitar did not.
0: Oh oh. Oh no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Air France, Air Canada, thanks a pant load. Yeah, so I I arrive, I got a gig, I got to borrow a guitar and borrow a couple of effects, go buy some makeup, and it's it's pretty stressful. But yeah, hopefully the guitar is close enough to mine that I can get by. And I've gone to super light strings in the last year, so most guitars are not that. Yeah, you- they, they happened i I did. There's a thing called uh, Abbey Roads institute in paris and i was supposed to do this workshop all day with a couple different classes on sounds and i show up with no guitar no effects oh no you know now with the stop i could at least have that in my carry-on so that's with me that's good Uh, i might show up with no makeup but the sounds are there (laughs) that's right that's right
0: that, that's fantastic, and I can't wait to see what you're going to do with it. I'm really excited to see what you can do. I mean, the, the power is is limitless with that thing. It's just, I mean, guitar players are talking about it all over the world. I wanted it for the sole fact that I've got two helixes here. I've got the rack behind me, which you can see up above me, and I've got floor off to my left, and I'm using a controller here for a helix a rack, but even that, like, I, I'm in a very, the studio is a lot smaller than what people think, what they see here on camera, and, um, I, I want foot space to be, you know, I want to be able to move my feet without hitting stuff. So stomp now sits right on my desk and I can do exactly what I can do with Helix for, for the tones I want for my live broadcasts and jams and demonstrations. And it's, it's a small, small footprint. Literally I have a headphone amplifier, which is just out of camera view here. The stomp is about the same size as my headphone amp. It's, it takes up zero desk space. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's, it's probably going to be my, my permanent studio setup too, because I've had my amp on my desk at an angle. um, And and Blue Guitar also made a a killer speaker emulator, the Blue Box, that I've been using. Now I'll add the stomp and just have it there and then have a road set also. Yeah,
0: and the good thing is the good thing too is keep it on a repository yeah. and I've been doing this recently too on my Google Drive uh, actually so I, that way I can be anywhere I've got a spot in my Google Drive where I have all my uh, presets for Helix and if I'm if I'm somewhere else which I I don't do this I'm not I'm not playing out anymore but if I'm at a buddy's house and I want to have my sounds I go on my Google Drive and download them and I, and I can keep both Helixes in your case both stops 100% current because you know what happens we have uh, you know Jennifer's patch number one uh on this stomp and then this one here has been tweaked on the, on the other one and they're not consistent it's a good way to yeah. keep your both units the same
1: yeah yeah and, and I love that I've been working with the x-edit a bit and just just being able to go okay this is my new set list for this gig
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I do a lot of different gigs you know the Pink Floyd gig is not going to be the same as the Jackson Tribute it's completely different from my solo show so um that's that's a real
0: handy thing to have. It is, and down the road, if you ever go into one of the the bigger brothers uh, of the product line, let's say you go into a Helix, even an LT or the the full blown thing, but the newest version of the firmware, you can have two copies. I didn't want to, I said versions before, but I don't want to say versions. Two copies of HX Open, and if you have your Helix hooked up with USB and Stomp hooked up by USB, you can actually copy blocks from Helix over to Stomp or Stomp back to Helix, and it'll retain your exact settings. So that's yeah. really cool. If you want to copy and paste some presets which is really neat but um and speaking of you know you talked about with um with blue and whatnot as well too by having irs and things we're gonna i'm gonna just say a funny story here when we come back from reading a few comments in the chat i had sent you a uh, preset for the uh, michael jackson beat it and we'll talk about that when we come back there's a funny story behind that one so we'll be wrapping up here in about 10 minutes but let's go over and say hi to a few more people and i'm way behind in the chat and i apologize uh guitar Lessons 365 is here uh todd Graf um carlos anton says i see jennifer has a photo of billy gibbons up on her wall print your photos people and display them great memories i agree with that 100 percent." david gang uh mccain uh kenny metal uh mick dilbot is here howdy greetings from the uk nice to have you tuning in uh poo ninja steve believe guitar jason morris uh jerry jeremy uh, veraro he's uh, big in the line six community as well too he says hey all jennifer huge fan uh, let me see here. Patrick Tina, uh, T- Tana. Hey, everybody from France. Thank you for tuning in from France. Really appreciate it. Obviously, you've probably seen Jennifer over there. Thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, Scott Connor saying Adrian Leg is amazing. I agree. Um, I see this name pop up a lot. I, I, think I'm, I've, we're following each other on Twitter. Jenna, Jenny Lee Murray. She's a big fan of yours and uh, neck illusions. I see her all the time. I have all of Jennifer's neck illusions, including both her string dampers and her albums. Um, now she has a Washburn parallax. Awesome. Yeah, she's a huge fan. Uh, Scott Ruse saw her at Guitar Clinic sponsored by Music Stuff, which became Long McQuaid. That's here in Canada, uh, in Halifax, uh, around the time of her first record. Very, very nice. Will Dunham is here. Charles Irison, um, um from Germany. Thank you for tuning in from Germany. Alec Born um, just purchased a stomp today. Fantastic. Nice to hear. Um, Daryl McMillan says, Strandberg Bowden six, uh, Bowden 6, HX Stomp, headphones, 18-inch cable, and a gig bag. Total weight is less than 12 pounds. Yep. And fits in the overhead storage compartment. <laughs> Sold. Sold. That's fantastic. Um, let me see. Uh, Scott Roos says, heard some isolated tracks for Beat It. A lot of crazy stuff going on deep in the mix. There is. The, I mean, um, you, there's a lot of guitar players on that track. A lot of them. Um, and I think someone might have been asking you to play Beat It, but we're going to have to pass on that one for the soul fact for copyright strikes. We can't have that, unfortunately. I'd love to have Jennifer do it. Uh, Steve Believe Guitar. Okay, have I uh, have to say it. I don't want to say blasphemy, but... It's the first time I've seen this rocking woman. It's okay. That's okay. I'm sure you're okay with that, right? It it happens, you know, but you're going to dig back through the catalog, dig back through the catalog, and you're going to see some incredible things. Um, And this was so cool, having two people from GIT that were, you know, kind of classmates and friends, almost back-to-back, Friday and Sunday. I was really excited about this weekend. It's a great guitar weekend. Um, Let me see here. Uh, Charles Arison, good question for uh, who are, okay, influences. Some of your influences growing up.
1: Oh, God, it depends what age. Yeah, know? there you go. Yeah. When I first started playing guitar, I was eight years old. And at that time, it was probably the Monkees and the Beatles and the Stones. And when I got into my teen years, I really got into blues records. Nice. BBK, John Lee Hooker, Sonny Terry, Brownie McGee was a concert my, my dad took me to, which I loved. Um, but once I once I heard Jeff Beck, it was all over. It was like the epitome of guitar when I'm 14, right? And it's, it's still there. Um, I've got through different phases, Van Halen, George Lynch, love their sounds. Uh, I went into a a huge jazz phase listening to Jim Hall, Joe Pass um, and Pat Metheny, tons of people like that. In fact, I went through a a really obsessive phase where I would take some of my favorite players like Robin Ford and I'd take all of his solos back to back to back to back. back. So I, I would make this tape where I could listen to just solos. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like eating fudge for dinner, you know. There you go. No, no lyrics, no melody, just solos. I did that with Jocko and Van Halen and a few other people. Um, yeah.
0: That's a good list. Steve the other night said uh, said, said something to me, and I'm wondering if this is the same with you as well, too. For a while there, he had to stop listening to radio and stop listening to other guitar players completely because, you know, have all these influences with the killer ones that you've just listed there. But sometimes, do you have to tune yourself out of what's going on out there and focus on what's going on in here?
1: I automatically tune out. It's kind of weird. I was talking to um, Willie John Roth Mm -hmm. about this because I did a tour with him a, a couple years ago, and... You just reach a point where you're just kind of burnt out and when you're listening to music your focus is so into it that you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I'm playing music around the house, it's going to be really ambient stuff that doesn't take my mind anywhere. It's just kind of there like a color in the backdrop. But um I I have not kept up on radio for many many years. It's just not there. When I'm in the car, I'm listening to NPR,
2: mm-hmm. which is probably
1: a bad habit because when the news comes on, it's like, ah, yeah. don't think that happened. <laughs> um, so when I get turned on to players, it's from going to guitar festivals. In fact, I discovered Clive Carroll uh, a couple months ago at a festival in Germany, and he just played Portland. What a beautiful player. Acoustic. Uh, he's he's going to be touring France soon with Tommy Emmanuel. Okay. just you know it's one of those players that is the instrument as opposed to plays the instrument it's just just a level above where it's you can't help but be knocked down by it or bowled over
0: yeah well it's good that you can separate it without having to tune it out that's kind of cool and it's funny that you mentioned Ulu John Roth I forget who my guest was about a month ago and I feel very bad for not remembering why I was in, why I went down the Ulu John Roth uh, rabbit hole. Obviously, I've known the guitar player for forever. I mean, his household name. But I, I'll be honest to admit it: uh, I've never discovered his catalog. So start, yeah. I went down like one night, watched about five hours on YouTube, video by video by video, and I was like, "Oh my god, where have I been? Where have I been?" You know, watching yeah,
1: this
0: crazy.
1: Yeah, beautiful player, beautiful person, and loud. Yeah. Oh, my Lord,
0: <laughs> tear your head off.
1: At the end, uh, Andy Timmons and I. At the end of each show, we would play a couple jams with him, and there was no way we were going to step on stage without earplugs.
0: Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, don't go anywhere in his was, cabinet.
1: It was so loud, I just would look at the audience thinking, how can you stand there and not run away? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, they go home and can't hear anything but a ring for a week.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh... Anyway. Insane.
0: No, that's very cool. There's some good stuff out there. We just got to, there's a million things that people haven't seen. I know even people coming here today that, you know, not, not familiar with your career, go back and have a look and, uh, they're going to be like, oh my God, you know, it's going to be pretty, uh, exciting for them to discover. But before we wrap up here in just a minute, I'm going to share a funny story with people. So you were talking to me when you were talking about getting stomp and we're talking about getting a preset for, uh, cause you said something along the lines, you know what, I'm going to be known as playing the beat it solo for the rest of my life, or at least I'm going to be requested it. you know, someone at a, at a club, you know, play free bird while you get play beat it right all the time. Right. So I created a pretty cool patch preset for you and it involves an IR. So it's typical Eddie Van Halen that can be used. Uh, from vintage Van Halen to almost a slightly more modern Van Halen, so it certainly covers the Beat It solo. Has a even though Eddie doesn't use uh, phase 90 on the Beat It solo, I stuck it in there because once you kick on a phaser, it, then you, oh, there's Eddie sound again, right? So you can sprinkle it in there. I've got like a kind of a stocked out Marshall um, delays, and I since changed the delay for you. Um, I put a vintage tape delay in there, or so uh, tape delay, but I changed it now to a vintage digital. So I'm going to send you a, a updated version. So I hadn't heard anything from Jennifer, and I was nervous, very, very nervous, and I said to her before we went live on the air, I I'm gonna ask you this on the air, but I'm going to ask you off the air so I can save a little bit of embarrassment for myself. And I said, Jennifer, how'd you like the uh, the preset? And Jennifer comes back saying, it was wimpy. And I was like, uh, almost like a kid at Christmas or you know when your dog gets run over, you know, and like, oh my God, oh my God. So I, had, I still have to put a smile on my face and, and everything's okay here. And then she says, and this is, this is no i mean you just didn't know this and that's totally fine you said well you sent me two things right you sent me like a patch and then an, a and a wave file while the wave file my preset um it, was re, it kind of really requires an ir an impulse response and i've been a stock cab guy for the longest time but i do like impulse responses and this is a celestian evh1 and it's it's a, it's modeled after the 412 5153 close back and without that the, your ter, your terminology of wimpy is 100% accurate everyone that that uses irs We'll know this, when you turn an IR off on a Helix product, stomp or anything, it's almost like a blown speaker. It's like amplifier driving nothing. So once right. you engage that, that, in your case, you call it a wave, which it is a wave, it'll be amazing. So what I'm going to do for Jennifer is I'm going to send her some, send you some screen captures. It's very, very easy how to do it. And right. once you okay. pop that on there, and then I, what I'd really like is I'd like you to tweak it and then send it back to me. I'd like to hear what you've done with it. Cause maybe you like, like I like to scoop my mids a lot. Like, no, I shouldn't say scoop them. I like to crank my mids. Where a lot of things, you know, mids, if you crank them, I find really cuts in the mix. And you don't notice it until you're playing in a band situation. Maybe just playing at home, scooping your mids sounds chunky and big. But when you get in a band situation, if you have those mids dialed back, uh, you know, you're lost. Where's the guitar player? And uh, you don't have to have more volume. Just cut through with the mids. But I'd like to see what you can do with it. And I do think it'll work really well. But I'll show you how to put that impulse response in there.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think bands as frequency stealers.
0: Okay, Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's, that's one great thing about doing a solo show is my tone is out there. It's clear. Nothing's going to be stomped on.
0: Yeah. You, yeah, so you, you say to the bass player, hey, world. that's yeah. mine. That's my frequency. Get it back off. That's mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> <bastard>. <laughs> it, yeah. I, you know, I mean, impulse response has been out a long time now. And I just never had interest until now because I had used Digitech models mm-hmm. for a there doing digitech clinics and stuff, and I didn't love them. Right. And one of the problems, too, that I found is when you go from one model to another, uh, there's going to be different volume issues when you're live. Um, I agree. Yeah. So that all cleared up when I went to using the amp one, because it's that's the amp, that's the volume. No matter what effects you add, it's for the most part, it's, it's not going to change. Um. So impulse response, I just kind of. I, I knew there was a great Van Halen one out there, though. Yes. And that solo, it's just I, I crank it with all I got. I use the ultra modern channel on the amp one, and if those harmonics don't pop, I get depressed. I mm-hmm. got <laughs> sixteen bars of happy, and if I, you know, the first harmonic doesn't pop, it's like my happiness level goes down. Some nights are great, some nights are not. So to ha- actually to have a IR of this is something that'll probably be more consistent.
0: It will be. It will be. The the gain is there for sure. It's not stupid gain. um, But the the IR is, I mean, sorry, when you pop that IR on, the harmonics, like I was doing the solo just before we went live, and effortless tapping. It pops right out at you right from the beginning of the dive bomb. It works for sure. And here's something I'll suggest to you and to, especially to you who, you know, don't like to mess with too many IRs and neither did I, because when you, when you buy, buy some IRs, you have a list like this. Now you have to plan your day listening to every single IR. Close, you know, close off the cone, two inches off the comb, six right. feet back in the room. It's like, oh man, this is like, this is work again. Find the one that you like. I happen to find one quickly. It, I think it might've been a stereo patch is close to the comb where I would normally put mine anyways. And I love it. And I use it for almost I use one IR for, if I'm going to use an IR in a preset, for every preset that requires one. So change your amp around a little bit, just keep that same IR. That way it's simple, change your tone a little bit, and you'll love it. It's just, and I'm not an expert when it comes to IRs whatsoever. I'm still a Helix novice. I like to say that, and I will be for a while, but I'm dialing in tones quick, and I'm quite happy with it.
1: Great. Yeah good
0: to me so I will make you a little screen capture document it's going to be about three pictures and a couple of things and then whenever you get the time do it right away and let me know your feedback because I think you're going to go okay we got it
1: okay awesome. I will get back to you today
0: all right that's perfect I'll send that to you to the, right after the show and we are at the at the uh, helix hour right now at four o'clock eastern standard time so I told you the time is going to go by very very fast and I want to thank you graciously for coming back giving us some of your great insight and uh, are you doing Nam January I'm sure you are
1: not this year no oh no <laughs> you're not
0: no oh bummer because we're going to be there but we'll catch you in 2020 ma'am hopefully you'll be there uh,
1: you never know year to year what's going to be going on
0: yeah we'll see i was going to be anxious to introduce uh, eric jr but you've met him on camera anyway so he got to say hi to you before but we'll look forward to uh what does 2019 hold for you uh, any plans continuing the tour and some other new things or
1: yeah, touring starts to fire up in europe in march i got a lot of different things going on there i there's so many I can't even tell you a single one. <laughs> it's just a blur. A lot of lot of different tunes to learn for different situations. Um, I'm going to Brazil in June, and just on a plane.
0: You're on a plane somewhere, traveling light.
1: So I, I'm gonna really enjoy the winter here.
0: Yes. Well, I'm glad to see things are going really good for you. And you've been a big inspiration to a lot of us. Um, A lot of people in the the chat were anxious to hear your play today. we got a little bit of that as well, too. Um, Check out the link in the description down below to go to your website, batten.com. And uh, that is kind of the uh, resource for everything that you do, uh, everything from news, media, tour, uh, gear, the whole works. We'll probably be seeing a HX stomp on there as a picture sometime in the near future. It'd be quite cool
1: good
0: chance yes <laughs> well listen thank you so very very much i'm going to say uh, goodbye to you off the air so don't go away everyone over in the chat thank you so very very much for tuning in uh for episode eight of season two of the helix hour it's a pleasure to have you here and a real pleasure to have jennifer back on the channel until next time everybody cheers Hey, AVHCare TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks, like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book there are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by HalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at
2: EVHGearDiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.